schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 23, Oklahoma. It's been a while, and that was great, right? From beginning to end, how awesome was that? West Virginia saves its best conference game of the season for a must-win game against a team they haven't beat in the Collie since 2019. 50 burger. You smell that? West Virginia cooked up a 50 burger, 56 in the first half, and extended their 26 point lead to over 30 and finished with a 93 to 61 win. I mean, what is there to complain about from that performance? That's three conference wins. Oh, wow. I haven't seen you in a while, Mr. Frown. Welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Frown. I didn't think you'd ever make another appearance. They've lost seven, Josh, in the Big 12. I know, Mr. Frown. I know they're three and seven in the Big 12, but this is the best conference in the country. That's good for eighth place. Right. Nah, they're in the in the bottom half of the best conference in America, but they're four and two in their last six games, Mr. Frown. There's ten teams in the Big Twelve. They're eighth. Right. No, I get it, Mr. Frown, but let's focus on tonight. Just focusing on the Oklahoma game. I mean, I'm they won from end to end. The lead didn't shrink below twenty. I mean, I don't see any negatives tonight. Did Emmett Matthews play? I think you know the answer to that, Mr. Frown. Emmett Matthews did play. That's news to me. Okay. I mean, he started the game. He played quite a bit, Mr. Frown. But, yeah, he is struggling. Uh, But I think he'll break out of his slump. He hasn't played basketball that much at WVU. All right, I don't, I don't know what you're doing there, Mister Frown. You, you know he played tonight. You know this is his fourth season at WVU. He's struggling. Yes, he is struggling. Huggins talked about him being injured. He's injuring my eyes. Well, that's a cheap shot. That's a cheap shot, Mister Frown. Um, he's struggling, but they didn't. There's that he struggled and West Virginia still won by 30 some. What about Trey Mitchell? Okay. Yeah, Trey Trey had foul trouble tonight. He did have a good stat line at TCU. He was Quattro tonight. Excuse me? More like Quattro. <laughs> Why do you call him Quattro? Four points. Yeah. The one, like I said, foul trouble. Um that's Quattro games out of six where he scored single digits, Josh. As I mentioned, and again, West Virginia won 93-61, Mr. Frown. Uh, and he he sat a lot tonight with foul trouble, but he still contributed five rebounds, couple assists. He's wearing two different shoes. Listen, Mr. Frown, <laughs> I know that. I talked a lot about that uh on the last episode of this podcast, 
How would I know? You don't listen to the podcast, Mr. Frown? Does anybody listen? Um, yes, people do listen. No one's listening. All right, I don't... I don't know why you're lashing out at me. This is a hobby of mine. Pick another hobby. Mr. Frown, stop focusing on my hobby and stop focusing in a 30-plus point win on the guys who didn't score a lot. Let's talk about the guy who did score a lot, Eric Stevenson. I mean, amazing night. Career high for him. That's two out of three games that he scored over 30 points. He said he was going to score 40. Well, that's what King McClure said. He did He did say that Eric Stevenson came over and said he was going to score 40, but he had a career-high 34, Mr. Frown. He didn't get the 40. Right. No, I, I'm sure in the moment he felt like he there was plenty of time left with the way Eric Stevenson was going. I don't blame him for saying, maybe he should keep that to himself, Mr. Frown, but if he's telling somebody I'm going for 40, he wasn't far off. Six points by my count. All right. I just feel like he's super confident, and that's two 30-plus games in three games. That's that's uncharted territory for, for Bob Huggins players at WVU. It just doesn't happen a lot. Crotch grab. Listen, man, that happened. A, doesn't that feel like a long time ago? It's and, and that happened, but he's back to what he was doing before that, Mr. Frown. He said he was going to score 40. Right. No, he did say that, but he was amazing. And you know who else was amazing, Mr. Frown? James Oconquo. Look at this guy kind of flourishing. And, and Huggins was talking about it last year of like what he's really spoke highly of Oconquo, even when he didn't play last year talking about his potential, and tonight, double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, playing above the rim, perfect from the free throw line, four for four, and Huggins finally kind of, uh, and uh, and Mo played well tonight, but Oconquo deserved the first guy to come off the bench to replace Jimmy Bell, and Huggins let him do that tonight, and I just really think his improvements are coming at the right time. He made love baskets last game. What? A, a love basket? You know, tennis. <laughs> what about tennis? Zero in tennis is love. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they still say that. Like 30 love, 40 love. Yeah. He made love baskets at TCU. Okay, I see what you're doing there. But I'm talking about the Oklahoma game. And in this game, he had 10 points and he had 10 rebounds. That one time when he was trying to save the ball from going out of bounds, he threw it off the wrong side of the backboard, Josh. I mean, he was hustling, Mr. Frown. I mean, what are you, <laughs> you're really nitpicking. Oconco was great. Woggy, he had three blocks in his 11 minutes. And so the backup bigs were great tonight. And I don't, yeah, see the silence. When I don't hear you talking, Mr. Frown, that means that uh, good things are happening. And so West Virginia goes to 14 and nine. Looking at the bracket matrix, 
WVU is projected to be in the tournament. Today's win really helps against a fellow bubble team in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, what happened? I mean, you dominated Alabama uh, just a couple of games ago, and then you lose at home to Oklahoma State, and then you and then this happens, and Groves. The bearded Groves was in foul trouble, immediately fouled out with eight minutes left. The non-bearded Groves, I'm not going to say the lesser Groves, he was a non-factor coming off the bench. Um, So, you know, I like going to the bracket matrix and seeing WVU safe and then getting a win. The tournament's in March. Right. Yeah, I know, Mr. Frown. It's February. Uh, Yes. You can read a calendar, and I agree. These are projections, Mr. Frown. As of today, based on projections and based on what they've done so far, all these experts agree that WVU has made their case to be in the NCAA tournament. Guess what the puppet matrix says? Excuse me? The puppet matrix. I don't think that's a thing, Mr. Frown, but what does the puppet matrix say? I'm the best puppet on a podcast. Well, again, I think the puppet matrix is not a thing. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about there. It's the same as the bracket matrix. Um, no, it's not. Um, but West Virginia does have work to do. It, you're right, Mr. Frown. The tournament isn't today. There's eight games left, and so West Virginia's got to keep winning at home and maybe still a road game. And if they do that, and a lot of people are saying even if West Virginia wins their home games, they're going to have a spot in the NCAA tournament. Uh, And so if they win all their home games, that gives them seven conference wins in the best conference in America and a really good record in their out-of-conference schedule. They've already lost three conference games, Josh, and the Collie. Yeah, that's true. That's true, Mr. Frown. Um, They lost to Kansas pretty bad. They lost to Texas at home. Did Jalen Bridges win in the Collie? Now, you're kind of doing a thing, Mr. Frown, where you're asking me questions that you know the answers to. Uh, Baylor won in Morgantown earlier this season. Jalen Bridges plays for Baylor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, you're, t- you're taking a weird angle here. I feel like you know that Jalen Bridges transferred from West Virginia and went to Baylor. What happened? You know what? Uh, I think that's the end of our time. Thank you, Mr. Frown. It's been a long time. Welcome back to the podcast. Random thoughts coming up. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So... The Pelicans beat the Lakers today, so they're on a one-game winning streak. I would fade the Pelicans, and that would, whoever they played next bet against the Pelicans with love and respect to New Orleans. 
Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down ESPN. You know I'm a big fan of the of the four-letter sports network. I consume a lot of ESPN because most of WVU's basketball games are on ESPN. I like other sports. The S and ESPN is for sports. All good. Sing their praises. You know they got ESPN Plus, and I'm paying extra for that because I want to watch all the basketball games, and they put plenty on ESPN Plus, and Kansas and Kansas State are playing last weekend on ESPN Plus, which is a bizarre choice. Um, to, But overall, I'm saying all this, I consume a lot of ESPN. So here's what ESPN did today for WVU. LeBron James, he's been in the NBA. This is his 20th season. And so he's accumulated enough points that he is going to, uh, barring anything crazy, he's going to be the guy who scored the most points ever in the NBA. He's going to pass Kareem. That's fantastic. Congrats to LeBron James uh, in advance. I know he's going to do it. Uh, One of the best players in my lifetime. Fantastic. And so ESPN, in the buildup to him getting there, just in case, I think he's like, 70 points away, roughly. Uh, They had to put the Lakers-Pelicans game on ESPN2, and that game is at 6. The West Virginia game starts at 8. So what are the options for ESPN if they really want the deuce to be the spot where you watch LeBron James get closer to history? What, what are the options for the WVU-Oklahoma game? Well, there's other ESPN options, right? It's not ESPN and ESPN2. ESPN was having the Duke-North Carolina game. Totally get it. Totally get it. So then you've got ESPNU. Didn't know what was going on there. Uh, they have ESPN News. So you could just move the whole game to one of those networks, even if it's ESPN Plus, because there's plenty of games that go there, you have options. And so you could play a whole game on on ESPN Plus, whatever, right? ESPN didn't do that. ESPN said, hey, we're going to start your game on one channel, and then we'll finish it on ESPN 2 after the Pelicans and the Lakers are done. Okay, so does that happen sometimes with games kind of going into overtime and games taking too long? Will a game start on another channel? Absolutely. Is that annoying? Sure, but you get it. You understand it. That's not it. That's not in ESPN's control. I guess they could space out the games a little bit more. They have a little bit of control over that, but they're trying to squeeze in all the basketball. And for that, I appreciate their effort. In this case, (laughs) they did it beforehand. 
the rare start you one place, finish you somewhere else. And so they the game started on ESPN News and then moved over to ESPN2, okay? They carved out about a half an hour. So my question is, why didn't it just stay on ESPN News for the whole time? And now we're getting into the questions about, uh, you know, will more people watch it on ESPN2? Maybe, but more people would watch Kansas, Kansas State on ESPN2. And you couldn't find room for that, you put it on ESPN+. Plus. Right. I, I don't work in TV. Just help me understand when somebody in my life says, Josh, where is the game at on TV tonight? I'd love to watch it. Why can't I just say a channel? <laughs> I guess is my point. Why can't I just say this channel? <laughs> I've got family saying, so where's the game? Well, depends on when you're going to watch it. Huh? Well, <laughs> if you're tuning in at 8 and that's when the game starts and you tune in on ESPN2, you're not going to see him play. So you got to start watching them on ESPN News, okay? And then when you see spike ball come on, <laughs> when you see a vigorous match of spike ball, then you know the game has moved over to ESPN2. Like, I didn't know that ahead of time. I wish I would have known that the WVU Oklahoma game couldn't finish on ESPN News because of Spike Ball. And with love and respect to Spike Ball, um, I guess just in 2023, can we do it different than uh, your game's going to be on two channels? <laughs> just help me figure out a way. Am I overthinking this? It's just so weird. I think the example I gave on the internet, it'd be like if my wife and I were going out to eat and I made a reservation at a restaurant and then I call, you know, I like to be prepared and just kind of give a heads up. So the day of I'm going to I'm going to go out to eat with my wife. I call the restaurant. I say, hey, is my reservation for eight still good? Uh, yes, sir. You can still come at eight. Now, however, we have somebody very important coming to the restaurant and sitting at your table at 7.30, and they're probably not going to be done at 8. Now, your, your reservation is still good. I know you called in your reservation, and it's good. And what we've done to accommodate you, sir, you're going to start your meal out in the alley. We're going to put a table out there. Uh, there's some stray cats. They're very nice and friendly. We'll we'll start you there. We'll get you some bread. And then once the very important person leaves your table that you reserved a while back, then we'll take you from the alley to your table inside that you had reserved. And if I'm hearing that on the phone, I would be I would be confused. <laughs> And then if I really like the restaurant, because I've made a reservation there, then I was like, well, the alley sounds interesting. Let's just stay in the alley. Can we just leave the table out there? Well, sir, we'd really like to bring you into the restaurant. Uh, so we'll just we'll we'll just tell you to come in after that person leaves, okay? <laughs> like insisted on you can't stay in the alley. Not what I have the reservation for. Was not planning on on dining with the cats in the alley, the alley cats. 
if you will. Just a weird one. Just, you know, can we push the spike ball to, I mean, there's, it's, can we just do something different than your games on two different channels? That's all I'm asking. And if not, then I don't, you know, then fine, right? Fine. You win ESPN as always. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Sports cards. There's two sides of those cards. There's the front and there's the back. The front has a picture of a sports star. The back maybe has some stats, maybe has a signature. Who who could say? I, I haven't looked at a sports card in a while, but back when I was a kid, that's what it was. Picture on the front, stats on the back comic books those have drawings of superheroes and whatnot and words in word bubbles and you can read them and it's fun and you can collect them action figures they move they're small they're fun toys i'm just i'm just describing things that you if you have these then you can call Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles and tell them you have them. Hey, I've got a sports card with a with a person on the front and stats on the back. Then they'll ask you a little more information, but then they'll buy it from you cash money. So call them, 304-416-3631, Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is Wednesday night back in the Coliseum. You know, shout out to the sold out crowd on the Collie. Shout out to John Flowers, Spencer Mackey infiltrating the student section. And John Flowers said after the game that he got a wave going. Sounds like an amazing atmosphere. As Mr. Frown mentioned, West Virginia's bottom half of the conference, but to see a sold out crowd. Uh, in a must-win game, and the Coliseum get loud. It's fantastic. Love it. So they're back in the Collie, 7 p.m. Wednesday night, and for the first time this season, WVU will face the Iowa State Cyclones, and that's a good team. They have second-year coach. They were picked bottom half of the conference. They are towards the top of the conference. They beat Kansas by 15 today. And so I like Iowa State coming to Morgantown off a big win, but West Virginia's coming off a big win where they scored 90-plus points, so I don't really like that. But I do like Iowa State coming off of a Kansas win. Iowa State likes to play slow. They like rock fights. They're really good at defense. They held Kansas to 53 points. You You know, the Kansas team that couldn't miss in Morgantown held them to 53 Baylor held them to 61 earlier this season. So they can shut you down. And they've won a couple of conference road games already this season, including winning at TCU. And so uh, they've got guard, you know, they lost Hunter to Texas, but they have Cloucher, Clouchar. That guy makes clutch shots. They have Caleb Grill, he's a sharpshooter. And so I think the key number Wednesday night is 62. Can West Virginia keep Iowa State at 
scoring 62 points or less. Why do I say that? This season, Iowa State, when they score 63 or more points, they're 16-1. and one. When they score less than 62, they're 0-5. Oh and, and the one they lost when they scored over 63 was at Texas Tech, where they blew a big lead and lost in overtime. So you've watched West Virginia play defense this season. There's been there's been some good spots, and West Virginia did pretty good tonight, uh, but that's a big ask against a really good team. But again, they held Texas Tech to 61 in Lubbock, and they held Oklahoma to 61 today. So can they do it against the Iowa State Cyclones? They're a ranked team. West Virginia is one four out of six. Can they keep the momentum going? And another history stat, the last time WVU lost to Iowa State in the Collie, Gary Brown was on the roster. Senior Gary Brown was the last year that West Virginia lost to Iowa State. So it's been a while. And as we saw tonight, you know, that that can change, but also West Virginia needs all these home games because the road games are very difficult. So they need wins against ranked teams. The Big 12 is going to provide that pretty much all the way out here. <laughs> Just a couple of maybe one exception. I mean, think about it. I think it's just Oklahoma State that's not going to be ranked as far as West Virginia's last eight games. So get the home games, another home game, hopefully another big crowd, and hopefully another WVU win. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh with WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 14 wins and they have nine losses.